Hello, welcome to another episode of Pack One, Pick One. It's me, Flynn, and it's gonna be me this time, but that's okay, because I've got a lot to cover in this episode, and I'm just gonna get right into it. Uh, before I talk about anything else, though, on this episode, I did want to say that it's time to announce that big contest that I've been teasing for a little while. Um, not any huge prizes, but I am going to be giving away a couple really cool things this episode. Uh, and here's how it's going to work. So throughout this episode, I'm going to be occasionally like peppering in the names of different keywords from all three Ravnica blocks, like the guild keywords and also maybe one of the keywords that was non-guild specific, if you know what one that was. Uh, your mission is to determine just how many, the total count, of keywords that I name drop in this episode. Then, uh, go to this podcast's Facebook page, which I'll put a link in the description to, as always, and in the comments for the post I make about this episode, write down uh, what your guess is for the total count of keywords that I name drop, and the first person to get that right is going to win one pack of Dissension and a pack of Guild Pact from the original Ravnica blocks. And uh, that's all there is to it. And in case you miss uh, this, you know, rules for this contest, I'll go over it again briefly at the end of this episode. Uh, I'll make sure to replicate that message for you. And uh, also, I wanted to let you know that uh, I am sorry that I did not get to make an episode before the Ravnica Allegiance pre-release like I'd intended to. I had time run out on me uh, due to other obligations, so I figured that I would just kind of fuse the two different episodes of a pack opening and a set review uh, in this contest kind of into a slightly longer episode just uh, to save time and also make sure I get those out there. So as I open up the packs today, I'll kind of go a little bit deeper dive into them than I normally would, uh, you know, talk about some of the archetypes and the cards in them. Won't be like a super deep dive because I don't want to overload the episode with too much info, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, another exciting announcement for this podcast is that I recently bought a tripod for my phone, which is what I use to record audio via the Anchor app. And uh, with that, I'll be able to record video as well, mostly of the pack openings that I do. Maybe not everyone, but at least hopefully for the boxes and other ones like I would normally uh, do for this kind of opening. So hopefully as soon as my next episode, I'll be able to start doing that once I do kind of a trial run and work things out. I'll probably, uh, in addition to the Facebook page, also have a YouTube channel, which is where I'll post the video openings. Uh, and if I don't have that set up, like right away, I will post videos to the podcast Facebook page as well. Um, hopefully you'll see them if you, you know, check that out with any regularity. Uh, as always, I'll have the link to it in the podcast descriptions, so you'll always be able to find it. Uh, yeah, but those are definitely going to be quite the spectacle. I'm really excited about opening those packs, getting to fulfill those promises I've been making about bringing more to this podcast. You know, I don't always have the time to make a bunch of episodes or any budget at all, but I'm trying to make things work and kind of build up from the bottom up and see where it takes me. Uh, 
All right. And uh, yeah, I guess one other announcement I wanted to make is that I definitely um, I want to start doing more evolving uh, commentary about draft and limited, which is a big focus of this podcast as, you know, sets come out and the meta evolves in them. So, uh, because I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts, I've gotten some inspiration from, like, The Lords Limited, for example, where they will, at the beginning of every episode, talk about what their win rates are for sets, if they're 3 owing any drafts, and I want to start doing that too. So, currently, out of two three-round drafts and two one-round drafts that I did at a Star City Games event. Uh, my record for Ravnica Allegiance are three round wins out of eight rounds total that I played for a 37% win rate out of this draft format so far. It's not very high, and um, I'm hoping that I can hit at least a 50% win rate, and I figure as I adapt to the set that I'll be able to do that, and as I get more drafts under my belt, it'll kind of even out. Um, I need a higher sample size to really get a better idea of how to read this format. So, yeah, hopefully I'll improve with that, but I am going to keep track of this a lot more, and I want to see, you know, if all of you do that too, please, you know, comment on this podcast or uh, Facebook or on the podcast reviews, etc. You know, you can email me. I think I have the email for this podcast out there as well. You know, let me know how you're doing this set, what your opinions are as well. Uh, you know, your wins and losses and how those shape up over time. I'd love to know just how all of you are doing as well. And uh, speaking of winning, uh, the 10 packs that I'm going to be opening today came from winning a turbo draft at the recent Star City Games Baltimore Open. The way their turbo drafts work are you pay $20 for a draft, and the winner gets 100 prize swap tickets, which equates to about 10 packs of the new standard set if you choose to get them, which I did. So, yeah. Well, I'm surprised I got, surprised I got through that so quickly. So I think that covers about everything... And yeah, before you riot, I'm gonna just unleash what's in these packs right here. Sorry if you're... Well, sorry, not sorry for all the keyboard puns that I've been throwing out there. You'll see a lot more of them. And they will haunt you and your dreams. So, let's see. Starting off, we have Concordia Pegasus in the first pack. Quench. Rubble Slinger. Arrestor Zeal. I'm not going to be uh, describing each card, CMC, unless it's probably one of the ones really in contention, or the one that I choose, just to save time. So, I'm assuming that you've seen some of these before, especially if you're listening to this podcast. Uh, Arrestor Zeal, Rampaging Rendhorn, Rakdos Trumpeter, Rubble Reading? Reading? Whatever, fuck it. Uh, Blade Juggler, Watchful Giant, Final Payment. Well, that's my first choice at the moment. I've been loving that card. It's great. Uh, we have Skatewing Spy, first uncommon. Terramander, pretty good card. All right. Macabre Mockery, 
still think I'm on the final payment, honestly. Like, so strong. Even though Terramander's a pretty good choice, too. I'd consider going with that. And we have Bedeck and Bedazzle for the rare. Bedeck, uh, hybrid, uh, hybrid, black-red, hybrid, black-red from instant. Target creature gets plus three, minus three till end of turn. Or Bedazzle, because it's a split card. Four black-red, instant, destroy target, cre- destroy target non-basic land. Bedazzle deals two damage to target opponent or planeswalker. Not a fan of it. I think I'd rather take the final payment or the Terramander over it. Because I've drafted mostly Esper variants out of, I think, four of my drafts so far. I'm pretty high up on final payment, so I would probably take that slightly over the Terramander. But it's a pretty close one. I think they're both good cards, honestly. And maybe Terramander is the right choice there. Not totally sure on that. But, you know, as I get to draft Simic, I'll get a better idea of that. Alright, we have Pack 2, Impassioned Order, Rubble Slinger, Gift of Strength, Thirsting Shade, Sphinx's Insight. That card's been very good for me so far. Probably take that first out of all these. Uh, Burn Bright, Senate Courier, Zorius Knight Arbiter, another pretty solid card. That uh, Vigilance and 2 Power Unblockable is pretty strong, even for 5 mana. It's definitely helped me close out games. Uh, Gruel Locket, Frenzied Erinx, nice, uh, Galloping Lizrog, Clan Guildmage, Modernist Reclamation, I think I'm definitely on the, uh, the Frenzied Erinx out of these so far, I think it's pretty strong, that or the Night Arbiter, but I think the Erinx is, like, just good enough, and, alright, another split card, wow, we have Revival Revenge, Revival is white-black hybrid, white-black hybrid, sorcery. Return target creature with CMC 3 or less from your graveyard to the battlefield at sorcery speed. And revenge is 4 white-black for sorcery. Double your life total, then target opponent loses half their life rounded up. Solid card, Orsav, Aspert, Control. I don't know, again, if I would take that first. It doesn't excite me that much. But I think it's probably between... Probably between the Clan Guild Mage and the Revival Revenge. I may go with the Clan Guild... No, no. They would actually take Revival Revenge over it, just because it ends slot into decks besides Orzhov, even though it really shines there. The Clan Guild Mage is a pretty close one for me on that. I think Gruul overall is decent in this set. But yeah, we'll see. Alright, pack three, we have Quench, Rubble Slinger, Impassioned Orator, Rakdos Trumpeter, Mammoth Spider, Rubble Redding, Law Mage's Binding, Rakdos Locket, Burning Tree Vandal, Senate Guild Mage, awesome, first pack with a foil, uh, Angelic Exaltation, wow, yeah, that's my pack one pick one right there. I've drafted twice with uh, Angelic Exaltation, it's a three- White for an enchantment, whenever a creature you control attacks alone, it gets plus X plus X, where X is the number of creatures that you control. That card's been backbreaking for my opponents every time I've used it against them, and I would highly take this as a pack one, pick one, pretty much every time. I'd never be unhappy to open this. 
uh, Clan Guildmage, yep, not going to beat Exaltation. And whoa, oh, I got a tough one here. It's the first Mythic. Rakdos, the Showstopper. Four black-red for a 6-6 legendary creature, Demon. It has Flying Trample. Whenever it enters the battlefield, flip a coin for each creature that isn't a Demon, Devil, or Imp. Destroy each creature whose coin comes up tails. Yeah, I mean, as much as I love Angelic Exaltation, I gotta go with uh, Mr. Rakdos there. He's just too cool. I played, I had him in the pre-release, and he was just awesome. So yeah, I'll take the Mythic Bomb. And the foil is a Catacomb Crocodile. Would not take, but hey, it's a foil. Yeah, that was a, that's a tough one. Pretty much outside of opening up a Super Bomb Mythic or Rare, I'd be slam-picking that Angelic Exaltation. And I'd be uh, pretty shocked if my opponent, whoever would be taking that pack after me, didn't just slam-pick that card. It's pretty amazing. All right, next up we have Persistent Petitioners. It's about a good as a common can be in the set value-wise. It's like a dollar or so, so not bad. I wouldn't really first pick it, but, you know, I'd be unhappy to take it, like, you know, ninth or 10th pick. You know, some, somehow passed it then. We have a Rubble Belt Runner, Prowling Caracal, Shimmer Possibility, Terrestrial Boar, Plague White, Rubble Redding, Law Mage's Binding. That's the pick right now. That's also been a great card for me so far. Rakdos Locket, Burning Tree Vandal, Rhythm of the Wild. <laughs> never mind. That's another bomb enchantment, just like Angelic Exaltation. It's one red-green for an enchantment. Creature spells you control can't be countered. Not super relevant and limited, but it happens sometimes. And most importantly, non-creature, non-token creatures you control have Riot. Ping. I already said that once in this episode, but there's a free keyword for you. It's at least one. Uh, and the cool thing about that is that if a creature already has Riot, it can have Riot twice, or even three times, technically. So, you can get Counter and Haste, or if you have somehow even more than two instances, Haste and two Counters, or etc. Yeah, it's an awesome card. I would definitely take this first. Super strong. Uh, so, that's like that's the card I want to start off and Gruel with. Nice. Uh, Sohana Wayfinder? No. Read Genesis? Not beaten. Rhythm of the Wild? And Incubation Druid? Cool card. I believe it's actually worth a few dollars, though. As I look at the prices for this set, Incubation Druid's like a $4 card. It's not bad. Nothing crazy, though. And, oh yeah, Rakdos was about $2. So, yeah, it's decent. Nothing to, nothing to write home about yet. But the Incubation Druid is uh, one in a green for an elf druid. It's a 0-2. You can tap, add one mana of any type that a land you control could produce. If Incubation Druid has a plus one plus one counter on it, add three mana of that type. And you can adapt it for three colorless and two green. And you put three plus one plus one counters on it, making it a three five. You can do that at instant speed too without tapping it. So can you use this like a combat trick in some cases, catch your opponent off guard, good mana sync, but definitely not beating out the rhythm of the wild for me card is just too strong. I would feel bad passing it, quite frankly. Alright, let's move this pack aside. And pack five. 
almost halfway through. Okay, we have Sage's Rose Savant. I think that's a decent card, though, honestly. But, yeah, wouldn't first pick it. Rubble Belt, Recluse, Arrestor Zeal, Steeple Creeper, Undercity's Embrace, Frenzied Eryx, Ghoul Locket, Wrecking Beast, Senate Courier, Scuttle Gator, Daggercaster, Throne to Mystic, Dovin Security. It's the pack one pick one right there. It's one white blue for an enchantment. Whenever it enters the battlefield, you gain two life and you draw a card. Whenever you cast an instant spell during your main phase, you may return Dovin Security to its owner's hand. Yeah, nice card right there. Uh, it's personally not as good as Disinformation Campaign is, in my opinion. Although, that card was just incredibly busted because it had a ridiculous amount of surveil payoffs in this set. It was very strong, and even though, you know, I felt like I was spoiled by having that card, uh, you know, doesn't take away from the fact that Doan Security is really powerful. I've had one chance to play with it so far, and I was really happy when I had that card. I believe that was... During the draft that I won all these booster packs, and actually... Oh, and what do you know? We have the worst rare in the entire set for limited in this pack. Great. It's Font of Agonies. It's black for an enchantment. When you have, whenever you pay life, put that many blood counters on Font of Agonies. Then you can pay one in a black, remove four blood counters from Font of Agonies, destroy target creature... Yeah, sounds good. Until you realize that there are literally like four way, uh, five ways you can pay life in this set. And they're all from the Shocklands. Like, you can't do anything with this card. It sucks. Don't ever play it. Oh well. At least we got that out of the way. Whew. I believe I've opened up like a Fawn of Agonies in every other draft I've done so far, to my regret. Uh, we have, now that we're halfway through, we got... Quench, this pack six. Rubble Belt Slinger, keep saying Stinger. Impassioned Order. Rakdos Roustabout, Sylvan Brush Strider, Growth Spiral, Clear the Mind, Sphinx's Insight, Grotesque Demise, Exposed to Daylight. One of the very few ways to remove enchantments in this set, by the way. Uh, Thrilled Mystic, yet again. Guess I'd take this first so far. Uh, Bankrupt and Blood. Macabre Mockery, Yamstall the Mystic, and Priest of Forgotten Gods, another garbage black rare. Nice. It is one in a black for a 1-2 human cleric tap, sacrifice two other creatures. Any number of target players each lose two life and sacrifice a creature. You add black black and draw a card. Yeah, whatever, I'm not a fan of that. I think it sucks. Uh, so I'd be taking that for old Mystic. You may have noticed that I have not taken any of the guild gates or really mentioned those. Yes, there is a there is a gate-themed deck in this set, but it's not one that I personally would favor going into due to most of the payoffs being uncommons. And I probably would never pack one, pick one, a gate, unless the pack was just truly irredeemable. Like, if it was a pack of 14 Font of Agonies and a guild gate... Like, alright, I'll take a guild gate first, then. Mm. But short of that, I don't think so. We can do better. Alright. We have Bring to Trial, 
Coral Commando, Feral Maka, Concordia Pegasus, Sylvan Brush Strider, Plague White, Final Payment, there we go, Active Treason, Imperious Oligarch, good card, still like Final Payment more, Ill-Gotten Inheritance, that's a nice one actually, uh, we have Light Up the Stage, this is a card that people have been asking all about uh, when I was at the vendors this weekend, I think I'd heard at least five people asking shops if they had this card. Probably just for the promo, but I guess it's making waves. We have Foreboding Spirit, uh, Cult Guild Mage, nice, and Simic Ascendancy, ooh. Wow, that's a tough one. We have some pretty solid choices here between Final Payment, Ill-Gotten Inheritance, and Light Up the Stage. I do uh, like, like all of them, honestly. I do lean towards final payment pretty heavily. I'm a little biased towards it. I think it's just one of the strongest commons in the set. But Ilgotten Inheritance is also really good. Uh, I've had you know pretty good times playing that card, especially in multiples. But it can be slow. Uh, I think Light at the Stage is also good. But I don't know if I'd take it first. But Simic Ascendancy, it's a win con all in its own, and it's a great mana sink to put counters on your own creatures. So I think I would pretty much snap this up first and pivot pretty hard in the Simic for this draft if I was taking that. I think if I'm going to open up a card like that, a pack one pick one's about when I would really want to do it most. Alright, we have packs eight. Yep. Sages Row Savant, Rubble Belt Recluse, Arrestor Zeal, Rakdos Trumpeter, Open the Gates, Blade Juggler, Justicar's Portal, Final Payment, uh, Act of Treason, Ministrant of Obligation. Nice, so we have a foil in here. Taking that final payment first. <laughs> Pitiless Pontiff, Essence Capture, Endray's Forerunners is the rare. 5 green 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 for a 7-7 seven, seven boar. Vigilance, Trample, Haste. When it enters the battlefield, other creatures you control get plus 2 plus 2. And gain Vigilance until end of turn. Nice. I think it's a good card. But, yeah. Probably, I would probably take that first so far. It's so powerful. And the foil is a common impassioned orator. Nope. Yeah, I think I'd take the Forerunners, but... For me, it's also close between Final Payment and uh, Ministrant of Obligation. The uh, the Ministrant's a strong card. It's, you know, a 2 and a white for a 2-1 with Afterlife 2. And just super strong low drop. Just, uh, think, for me, Final Payment barely edges it out because of the removal. But I could, I could definitely see it being slightly better than that. It. It's probably just a, my own personal bias that would kind of say, take the final payment. Like, I would love to have a deck where I had, like, four or five final payments. I'd feel pretty unstoppable at that point. Not to mention other removal. It hopefully have. Right, pack nine. We have Twilight Panther, Persistent Petitioners, Scorch Mark, Bring the Trial, Steeple Creeper, Carrion Imp, Justicar's Portal, Get the Point, Catacomb Crocodile, Chillbringer, Vindictive Vampire, Incubation Incongruity. Yeah, that. Have, well, yeah, Walla Lost Thoughts. 
Gruel Spellbreaker. Nice. That's definitely going to be the pick right there. It's one red-green for a 3-3 Ogre Warrior with Riot and Trample. As long as it's your turn, you and Gruel Spellbreaker have Hexproof. Yeah, super strong card right there. Happily would take that. That's the kind of thing I want to see if, you know, I'm going to be a Gruel deck. I would love to have, like, if I had two of them in a Gruel deck, I'd feel... About as unstoppable as if I was like the Orsav player, like a bunch of final payments. I think the Spellbreaker may also be worth something too. Oh, well look at that. Light up the stage is worth about two bucks. Really underestimated that card. I'm going to put that one aside actually. That is cool. So I'm actually pretty happy to open that one then. Nice. The Ghoul Spellbreaker. Oh, $4 card. Not bad. And we have one last pack to go. Let's see what's in here. Maybe another Mythic. Maybe a Shockland. It's 10 packs. I feel like I, feel like I should be able to get something like that, you know? Let's see. We have Viscopa Vampire. Arrester's Admonition. Scorchmark. Hazda Officer. Sagittarius Folly, Noxious Grudian, Groot, I don't know, Goblin Gathering, Summary Judgment, that's the pick right there, Sewoli Caretaker, Aramunculus, Trollbred Guardian, hey, at least the last pack has a foil. Okay, we have Junk Troller, Sentinel's Mark, and hey, there's the other mythic, Scargan Halakite, and it's easily the choice here. Barring, like, some insane foil. Because it is three. Red, red for a 4-4 dragon with riot and flying. And this creature has the activated ability of three and a red. It deals two damage divided as you choose among one or two targets. Any target. Activate this ability only if it has a plus one, plus one counter on it. Oh, yeah. That's a hella bomb. Would take that all the time. And a foil gruel guildgate. Nice. Well, cool card there, but wouldn't take it first. And yeah, all right. I think that about wraps it up. That Hellkite is, wow, it's a $9 card. It only went up. So I think the total value, let's see what I've got here. I have a Spellbreaker, a Druid, Light Up the Stage, Rakdos. Let's see, that's... 2, 11, 13, 17, 19. Nice. So total value of about $19 coming from these packs. And all the uh, cards that I, from this opening, would say that I would take first are Rakdos the Showstopper, Skarg and Hellkite, so both Mythics. For the rares... Incubation Druid, actually not the Druid, sorry. <laughs> we have Gruel Spellbreaker, Endray's Forerunners, Simic Ascendancy, Revival Revenge, nice. We have Dovin's Security for Uncommon and Rhythm of the Wild for an Uncommon as well. And Final Payment as a Common, nice. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. I didn't open up too many packs, but I had a lot to cover here. So, yeah, sorry if it was a little bit longer than usual. But, yeah, 
I did want to say before I go, once again, the rules for the contest are when I post about this episode on this podcast Facebook page, which as soon as I publish this episode, I'll do, then on the post that I make for it, reply to it in a comment and say how many total keywords you think I name dropped in this set that were from the Ravnica blocks. I'm not talking about flying or trample or defender, nothing like that. I mean the guild-specific ones, or ones that only appeared in this block. I did name one of those, so that one's a bit tricky. I don't know if you caught that. You may have to go back and look for it. Um, but yeah, so stuff like, you know, Addendum, Spectacle, Riot, or Forecast, stuff like that. That's what you have to keep a, your ear out for. And let me know what you find there. And again, the first person that can correctly say how many mechanics I name dropped in this set is going to get to win a pack of Dissension and Guild Pact from the original Ravnica block, which is pretty exciting. I've had those for a while, and I'd be happy to have someone open them, maybe get something really cool out of them. So yeah, once again, thank you for listening. And I'm going to be updating this podcast a lot more. Uh, Look out for the next time I do a pack opening when I'll have that recorded so you can actually watch me do this instead of just hearing about it all the time to add more cool stuff to this podcast. Yeah, well, until next time, thank you for listening.